0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. The pandemic taught us the true value of a well-constructed virtual classroom experience. Cobb was still building out the comprehensive CTLS system when the world went into lockdown. But did you know that another virtual experience was already thriving? Thriving in fact for 15 years or so. I believe. I'll find out in just a minute when we talk to Dr. Ryan Fuller, the guy in charge of Cobb Virtual Academy. Ryan, welcome back to the Inside Scoop. Thank you so much for having me back, David. We've had you on before. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was before the pandemic and and that the pandemic changed everything. So we thought maybe it would be a good idea to have you back and uh, discuss some of the, the impacts. But before we get into all of that, how about you just tell us a little bit about you personally? Where are you from and how did you end up in the position you're in?
1: Thank you, David. Well, I'm actually a proud Cobb County native, oh. uh, born and raised right here. Uh, went to Rocky Mountain Elementary School, uh, Mabry Middle School, and I'm a graduate of Lasseter High School.
0: Well, congratulations. That's always a good thing to have somebody not just from Cobb, but through the whole uh, – from your elementary
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. all awesome. All my education was here and then uh, left uh, for college, went to Georgia Tech and came back, started teaching science at South Cobb High School. And then was honored to uh, open and run the South Cop High School Math and Science Magnet Program for seven years. And Mm -hmm. after which uh, I've actually been with Cobb Virtual for the past fifteen years. Okay. And and Cobb Virtual, uh, just a slight correction to your introduction. We've actually been around for over twenty-one years now. What? Um, We started in two thousand one. So we've been 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 around, seen some things. Okay.
0: I I stand gladly corrected (laughs) because that's uh, that's even more of a legacy than uh, than I thought. So. Tell us a little bit about the origin, even though you weren't with CVA when it it got going. Mm -hmm. How did it all come about? I mean, usually things of this nature come about because there is a need.
1: Can can you elaborate on the origins of CVA? Sure. So back in the late 90s and early 2000s, the district was participating in a National Science Foundation grant uh, program that allowed them uh, to provide a teacher to teach a Uh, interest subject area, Mm -hmm. and in exchange for that teacher teaching um, online, uh, students were allowed to join a multitude of classes, and this was all provided by an organization out of the Northeast. Well, after that program came to an end, uh, the leadership in the district realized that that was something that we needed to continue. So they looked inward, uh, and we developed uh, Cobb Virtual Academy. It started in the summer of 2001, and only a handful of classes were provided at that time. Mm-hmm. But steadily over the past 22 years, we have grown and uh, regularly serve thousands of students every year now uh, throughout the district. So, you know, Cobb
0: has lots of different uh, – Nell has lots of different, uh, I guess, online or, or virtual uh, options available. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a better understanding of uh, how Cobb Virtual Academy differs from these other options?
1: Now, it's a great question. You know, until these other options uh, existed, mm-hmm. it was always uh, a challenge to explain exactly what we did. Uh, the best example uh, that I gave folks prior to uh, prior to our other uh, programs opening mm-hmm. was uh, if they'd ever had a, a college online class before uh, it was a similar experience to that except as a k-12 student or more precisely a high school student, we provide an additional set of resources for students that were age appropriate, um, grade appropriate. Now with uh, Cobb Online Learning Academy and the elementary virtual program, um, those two programs provide a lot of synchronous instruction. So the teacher and the student are online at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's um, not exactly a replicant of what they might have in the in the face-to-face classroom, uh-huh. but it's closer to it. Our program, the students and teachers aren't necessarily online at the same time, so we call our our uh, delivery method primarily asynchronous. Okay. Um, and what that provides students and parents and schools is a lot of flexibility. So there is not, for instance, a particular time every single day that students are required. To connect with our classes. We do ask them to be on every day working in their classes Uh Um, and they do have access to their teachers, but it's not at 8 a.m. every day or one o'clock every day. It's really more as a as needed. Um, situation, and they can connect with teachers via text and email, uh, phone calls, and now, of course, with the rise of video chat, Zoom, and, and Teams and such, right. they use those tools as well. So if you've got, a,
0: uh, say, a student who is just really bright mm-hmm. and everybody else takes an hour, but they finish in a half hour, they're done, they log off, and, and or actually, it's not logging on, right. is it? It's just working on their own to get whatever work done.
1: Right, and and we provide students with a uh, course schedule right. um, every term. And those are meet or beat deadlines, so we do expect them to meet deadlines for submission well, of sure. their right. of their work. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, the time it takes them to uh, accomplish the tasks that we have uh, that we have set for them uh, varies per student. Okay, so what typical applications? or
0: needs might a student have that warrant hey you should consider
1: Cobb Virtual Academy. I think what draws uh, many students for the first time to Cobb Virtual mm-hmm. is when they're sitting down with their counselor and realize that that math course or English course or social studies course that they need third period uh-huh. is not available at their school during that period and maybe you know they want to keep the rest of their schedule because they're participating in other other activities. Uh-huh. Uh, and so Cobb Virtual really acts uh, as, as an option for those students. Um, I like to call us the Swiss Army knife <laughs> of, of course selection because we are quite flexible. Um, there's not a particular time of day that our courses are offered. They're offered right. 24-7. Yeah. So so I think students kind of are introduced to that. Um, many students, after they take that first class, find that they like this way of learning, that they huh. appreciate this way of learning, and they might come back to us for additional courses. So that's the first uh, kind of I think way that students are introduced to Cobb Virtual. Okay, so if if a uh, there's
0: so many questions are flooding through my head right now because there there are so many different applications. Um, one, I, I recall a, a discussion with a friend who had a child in a um, uh, an East Cobb high school and they had this idea of going into – I'm trying to remember what it was, but I I think it was some sort of import-export business in life. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was a high schooler, I was thinking – (laughs) When can I go to the lake? (laughs) But these people had a five-year plan, (laughs) you know, and it it was uh, centered around understanding Chinese and Mm -hmm. and the Chinese government and and, uh, language. And their high school did not offer that particular language when they needed to get it. So this would be a great solution in that case, right?
1: It it absolutely could be. And so not only is it about schedule of flexibility, but it's about course availability. Not not every high school can offer every single course that a student might be interested in. I mean, high schools, you know, 3,000 plus students, 2,000 plus students and and a limited number of teachers that are available. So the other thing that we do is we kind of level the playing field Mm -hmm. for the high school students so that just because you live five miles apart from one another and are in two different high school zones right. doesn't mean necessarily you have any less class choice. Yeah. Okay. So you
0: let's say you've got a, uh, a teacher at a high school that can teach mm-hmm. Chinese, but mm-hmm. the, the
1: student is
0: at a high school that does not offer it. That student could still get that
1: teaching, right? And that's exactly what we leverage, David. Um, our um, We have 170 teachers uh, total that work with us, and those are all adjunct instructors, which means the vast majority of those teachers are working full-time with the school district. Mm-hmm. And then generally teaching the same class uh, that they teach in the face-to-face classroom with us online. So it is kind of distributing their uh, teaching ability uh, across the district. So in a a classroom that one of those teachers uh, might have, a CVA class, Uh uh, if there are 15 students in that class, those 15 students might come from 15 different high schools. (laughs) Okay. So
0: then the the next question would be, uh, if you take a great number of these CVA
1: classes from various
0: locations, where do you end up Where's your diploma from?
1: That's a that's a great question and something that really we didn't um, get that question too much prior to the other online programs uh, uh, standing up here in the school district. Yeah. Uh, but Cobb Virtual Academy has always been a program. Not a school, and uh-huh. so what differentiates that in my mind is that a student's participate in our program for our, the academic class, but they're still enrolled in their home school. So uh, a student at my alma mater Lassiter mm-hmm. uh, that takes a online class with CBA uh, is still a Lassiter High School student. They just happen to be taking one of their classes through Cobb Virtual Academy. It occurs to me
0: that there are so many different applications and one of them might be a student whose parents travel a great deal. Would this be the solution for that or would that be more of a a COLA type thing?
1: No, that's, you know, is whenever we have students, um, call our office and inquire about full-time, mm-hmm. we still believe that for most students, uh, high school students and middle school students that full-time options, uh, they definitely need to investigate COLA first. COLA is set up more as a school. Right. It has the, the better wraparound services. Uh, but there are certainly instances that a student needs to take more than just one class with Cobb virtual Academy. Sure. And we can absolutely accommodate them. Um, State law allows us to accommodate them. Okay. Um, so, and we have served students. Uh, we had a young man that was representing the United States. On a 18 and under soccer team, uh, and they were in Spain for part of a term. Wow! Um, of course, his schedule was such that synchronous instruction wouldn't yeah. have made sense, and so he maintained his his attachment to Cobb County Schools because this was only again a temporary, yeah. temporary deployment, if you will. But you got to jump at the opportunity. He he exactly, and he took C- CVA classes while he was abroad, and then when he came back, he had not missed a step ap- academically.
0: Wow. That, that's phenomenal. I, I would imagine maybe even actors,
1: young actors. <laughs> sure. Would. Uh, and you will hear um, students, and not only do they flex their schedules because of what's available at schools at certain times, but also what's going on in their personal lives. Yeah. Right. So we do have students that will maybe come and take their first two to three classes at their local school during the day. Mm-hmm. And then their fourth period class or last class of the day is scheduled with us. And maybe they need to go and, again, pursue a, a career career, pursue uh, athletics, you name it. um, But they can still continue their academic progress by taking that flexible co-virtual academy course. Is is there a typical uh, temperament in a student that
0: that would be better suited for CVA versus face-to-face or vice versa? Is, Is there a student who probably shouldn't consider CVA?
1: We do serve students uh, of all types with Cobb Virtual Academy. Um, We do uh, work very hard to accommodate special education needs. Uh, We uh, work with you know, from the valedictorians to the students that, you know, rank low in their class, all and all in between, um, there obviously are students that adjust better to the environment more so than others. Sure. Uh, but I'd like to say that any student can come into the environment, and as long as they are focused on, you know, achieving their goals, as long as they are focused on, you know, doing the things that we've put before them, completing the task utilizing the student support resources that we provide to them, uh-huh. I, I do think they can be successful. But again, it, it's it's a little bit like the classroom, David. Um, students that sit in a face-to-face classroom, some are very suited for that environment. Some are not. Yeah, well, that's the truth.
0: <laughs> you know, I've, I've uh, experienced that at home with, uh, I've got uh, students who are great in the face-to-face scenario. And then I've got this one who just thrives in an online environment. So you're you're exactly right. There are people who are different, and that's
1: great. And, and I would say this, David, it, it I don't want people to be scared away from online learning because they don't think they are the right type of person for that environment, mm-hmm. um, mostly because once they leave uh, the public school system, uh, the rest of their lives will probably at least the education part of the rest of their lives will probably center around, center around, you know, online education. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, The teacher in front of the classroom model is a very expensive model for companies and colleges. So even my own son who just entered college, um, one of his freshman classes was entirely online. And I asked him, I said, well, he, he told me that after he had started class. And I said, well, didn't you notice that during registration? He goes, well, it, it probably was noted somewhere, but I didn't quite see that. But he was well prepared to operate in that environment. Yeah. Um, and, and even though he was a bit surprised that it was online. So I, I think it's an important skill set uh, for people to develop, uh, for students to develop, for adults to develop, too, yeah. but for for students to develop um, so that they are well prepared to learn in any type of environment once they leave uh, k-12
0: so it, it really is kind of building your your self-discipline uh, it,
1: a- absolutely that's one of the aspects right um, and understanding your uh, organization how you organize yourself in an online class yeah. um, what kind of motivations without a teacher there in front of you you know yeah. the whole time watching your responses to you know the learning that's occurring um, you know you have to be a, a self-advocate yeah. maybe more than is required in a classroom. Um, it, it's not an entirely different skill set than one needs to be successful in the face-to-face class, uh-huh. but I think it emphasizes different aspects uh, of those skills. Sure. Um, and, and I think it's an important thing for students to, to know about themselves. Yeah, that's uh, that's
0: key because, uh, well, uh, and, and some of these students are going on to, to uh, college and universities and, and they are learning how these colleges and universities do their business. I mean, just like you said with your son, right? Absolutely. Learning how to
1: learn. And and careers as well. Um, I know uh, most Careers have some sort of continuing education requirements. Uh And so the mechanic that works on your car very likely has had to have uh, additional training as as cars change. He's got to
0: be a computer guru. That's correct, right.
1: And you better believe that a lot of that training will occur in an online environment. And Uh I don't know about you, but I would much prefer to have a mechanic that is up on all the latest (laughs) and greatest uh, aspects of my car when I bring it into him or her.
0: (laughs) Well, we're going to have to order that part because uh, the last one I ordered for you didn't work. We're That's just going right. to keep trying. T- right. No, I'd rather have a much more intelligent approach. Yes, sir. Let's say that uh, one of our listeners is going, hey, this really sounds like it could meet our our child's uh, needs for the upcoming uh, semester or mm-hmm. school year. Mm-hmm. Who do they contact? How do they go about getting involved or, or getting a class on, on CVA? Great question.
1: Uh, we get, obviously, we get calls about that. Um, their first and main Uh, resource for information is their local school counselors. Um, The counselors, we provide counselors with uh, a rich resource of information about Cobb Virtual. So they are very familiar with, you know, when our registration periods are and such like that. Uh, uh, Folks are welcome to always come to our website, cobbvirtualacademy.org and uh, they can learn about upcoming registration opportunities there. And just an important note, we primarily serve high school students. Okay. Um, and so uh, there are a number of classes that we also serve to middle school students, particularly uh-huh. those that are interested in kind of reaching up and taking some high school courses early. Um, so if your student is uh, maybe in uh, you know, seventh or eighth grade, or in high school, uh, Cobb Virtual Academy may be an option for you in this upcoming year, and that would be a conversation for you and your student to have with their counselor.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like a, a great resource because counselors kind of know your student, <laughs> and and uh, from a, an objective matter, I would presume be able to say, well, you know, I. I think Timmy might not be your best. Uh, well, <laughs> CBA it, might not be best for Timmy,
1: right? But. And it allows for that conversation to occur. We, yeah. We've given them information so that they can sit down and have a conversation with the student and parent, uh-huh. and say, um, you know, have you considered this? You know, do you have time to do this? Um, a student that um, performs well in Cobb Virtual. Are students that engage regularly in the course, log in regularly to the course, uh-huh. reach out when they have a question, um, things of that nature. So those are type, the types of questions that the counselor either knows uh-huh. um, because they know the student uh, or can at least discuss with a parent student and make them aware. Um, and we love parents to be involved as well in this education sure. um, because, you know, they are an important adult in the student's life. And they can certainly have those conversations. Hi, how is your online class going? Hey, can you log in and let me see what's going yeah, on? Accountability is exactly, never a bad thing. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and parents are definitely part of the one team. Oh, and that's, no uh, doubt. That's an ongoing
1: theme in this uh, district. Um, we, uh, our way of delivering education to students um, was actually not significantly disrupted by the pandemic. But it hmm. does not mean we didn't learn a few things coming out of the pandemic. And so one of the um, areas that we're really excited to expand in mm-hmm. is asynchronous support for students. And by that, I mean, so um, we've always had a face-to-face learning center that students could come to, mm-hmm. but we now have a virtual learning center. Um, that students can connect with uh, and get some kind of just-in-time assistance. And then we've also, with the uh, greater acceptance of the Um, video chat programs, the Zooms and the Teams and such. Uh, We are now hosting um, kind of online onboarding sessions, uh, real time. They're 30 minutes long. We usually do four or five of them at the beginning of the term. We'll post those dates out there. Uh Um, And students and parents can join us and get their questions answered about the upcoming term, kind of better understanding uh, what their experience will be like. So we've really tried to incorporate without impinging on that flexibility yeah, I was going to say. This, our just
0: to be clear, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to uh, kind of summarize what you just said to us sure. because I think this is an important distinction. These uh, video chat options and and uh, live interactions. Right are not the core courses. That's correct. Courses. It's just the support the, of the student and parents. That's right. the core courses.
1: So, yeah, so we learned a lot from um, the pandemic and it brought to, I think it brought to the forefront some of these tools that we are now flexing and leveraging to support our students. Okay,
0: well, my gosh, there's so much here, so much. And it's a great opportunity for people who have this specific need if they have a, a course that Uh, They need to get in before they can graduate or if they're traveling like the soccer star and all of these things. It's great to have that flexibility in an asynchronous fashion. Fantastic. Well, folks, we've been listening to the director of the Cobb Virtual Academy, Ryan Fuller. Ryan, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, as always, if there are any links, we will drop links in the uh, show notes to make sure that you can find the information related to what's been discussed here. And be sure to follow, subscribe, like, and click all the appropriate buttons so that you don't miss the next episode of the Inside Scoop. You want to make sure that you have all of the information that your friends are looking for you want to be the one who knows the answer and you find it by tuning in and listening thank you so much for listening to the inside scoop a podcast produced by the cobb county school district